Hello everyone, I am your host Griffin. And I'm the other host Logan. And this is the Finding Fitness Podcast. What's up everyone, welcome back to the pod. In today's episode, Logan and I discuss three ways to increase strength without actually having to lift more weight. We go into detail on all three and have a really great discussion, so we hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're back. It's been like a 10 days. <laughs> yeah, I've been ill, to say the least. Yes, I've you just have. just been sick. And yeah, I, I don't want to come on here and cough and stuff on my nose every three seconds, which if I do, I'm sorry. I'm going to try my <laughs> best not to, but yeah, it's it's been rough, so I haven't been able to record, but we're back. I'm going to try to do this, see how it goes. Yeah. Again, if I sniffle a ton, I'm sorry. We're gonna get through it. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna get through it. Yeah, it's been like ten days. Yeah, you've missed, been sick for a while. Yeah, I missed it. Did you miss it? Miss podcasting. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel kind of nervous again. I feel like I it's just been too long. I know. I feel that too. Yeah. Let's jump right into it, though. Yeah. Yeah. So our topic: three ways to increase strength without actually lifting more weight. Uh, this kind of came to me. I'm trying to write a program specifically like for my dad yeah he's trying to he kind of brought up that he wants to start lifting so uh they have at their house um weight that goes starts at 10 goes up to 30 i think dumbbells yeah. that's all they have and i think they have a couple kettlebells yeah a couple kettlebells like a 10 25 or something yeah yeah so i was gonna write like a full body type routine program well i, I have wrote some of it but and I'm trying to think of ways to, like, phase it out. Um, the first phase is, you know, he can obviously make it work with the weight he has. But, like, as it keeps phasing out, you know, I wanted to make it harder. And obviously, like, the easiest thing to do is, you know, do more weight, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's naturally really strong. Like, mm-hmm. so I know, like, the 30 pounds is going to be pretty easy for most things. Yeah. Like, pretty much right away. But yeah so that's kind of why we're talking about this i guess is yeah. thinking of different ways you know to increase strength without actually having to lift more weight so and we actually had to do this for a while before we got our barbell set as well we yeah, had to do I mean, actually all three of these and we still kind of do them but yeah no we, they're not i think you should do them regardless of like if you have lots of people have access to a full gym um you should do them regardless i think yeah it's not just you know if you have limited weight but it is super beneficial you know if you're trying to increase strength and progress but you know you don't have a ton of options Mm -hmm. so the first reason or reason (laughs) first way is to increase your range of motion and so this improving your range of motion it allows you your muscles to work at longer lengths allows you to build better strength um if you think about like a squat, if you've never like squatted ass to grass, like a full depth squat, and you've only squatted like to 90 degrees or even above that, let's say, and you unlock more range of motion and you're able to squat like a full deep squat, like it's going to be way harder to let's say you've been squatting 135, but you don't, you can't really get that low. You're kind of stuck. And then you unlock that mobility, that range of motion, and you can squat with 135 all the way down good form 
mm-hmm. clean, that's going to feel much heavier and it's going to be completely new stimulus. Like you're putting that those muscles, your body in a range of motion that hasn't been in before. Yeah. It's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. I had to do that. Yeah. I went through that for a while. With squats. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely had to figure out range of motion and be able to go deeper <clears throat> in my squat. Yeah. And same thing with like an overhead press, let's say. Like if you can't lock out your elbows mm-hmm. um, and you unlock that and you're able to lock out your elbows and get a full complete rep, like it completely changes, changes everything, honestly. Yeah. Like you're preventing injury and yeah, you're going to grow more muscle. You're putting you're putting those muscles literally in a completely different range of motion that haven't been in before. It's yeah. super novel, um, new stimulus. Like, it's great. And you're actually, you know, doing the lift properly, proper form. Like, you're not really meant to do a lift half rep, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can, and you might have to for a while, but I really think this is beneficial for, like, both the the person that's been lifting for a long time, but also the person that's just starting. Um, for the person that's been lifting a long time, you know, you can get stuck um, in the same lifting patterns, um, the same range of motion. And I think it's important to always be working on mobility and expanding your range of motion. And then for the beginner, um, you see all the time, like they're tight, um, don't really know, like they're, they're kind of mind-muscle connection isn't there, um, can't really get a full extension, like, squat maybe isn't go full depth, um, you know, yeah, it's, and it's super just... common, and I think, um, either, either or, like, you increasing your range of motion and focusing on range of motion, um, I think is super important. Yeah, and it's gonna help you long-term. Yeah, so we should probably discuss, like, ways to increase your range of motion. Yeah, so something that comes to mind is, like, elevating surfaces, so when you have like a plate for example mm-hmm. like an elevated goblet squat yeah that increases your range of motion you can also do it like with an rdl where you put two plates under your feet yeah and that just kind of lifts you up off the ground and you can go deeper mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah that's a super simple way um to incorporate like in into your lifting session yeah but I guess all the other ones are pretty much outside. what you would do outside, yeah. but that's just one that came to my mind that we've done before. Yeah. Yeah, mobility is probably the biggest thing, um, and it's going to depend like on each person what they're struggling with in terms of yeah. what's tight, what's holding them back, you know, hips, knees, ankles, shoulders. Is, honestly, those are pretty common. Like, even if it's not hurting you, you should probably still work on mobility with it. No, it's not even about pain. It's just about, like, if you're tight, yeah, it's... Yeah, no. Again, for the advanced lifter and for the beginner. But, yeah, mobility, um, which is not a lot of people want to do mobility. Like, it's kind of like the unsexy side of lifting. It takes more effort, and it's not as fun... If you enjoy lifting to go in, um, instead of, you know, getting a lifting session in, you go in and do mobility. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot less motivating. You know, you don't get a pump or you don't get a sweat or, you, you know, the, the things people like. But Yeah. Yeah, it's super important. Um, if I like, I like the foam roll. Foam, oh, my gosh. Foam roll. <laughs> yeah, foam roll. Yeah. Before I do mobility, loosen up the joints, loosen up my muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
foam rolling by itself, like, it, you know, it's, it's good, don't get me wrong, um, but you're not really fixing the issue, you know, if you have a tight, tight lats or something, and you just roll your lats, um, you're, yeah, you're releasing some tension there, mm-hmm. but as soon as you're done rolling, it's just gonna it's go just back. It's just a quick fix. Yeah, so, I mean, roll it out, and then, you know, stretch them out, like, do some dynamic movements with it for your lats, yeah. or your hips, like, I like to roll out my IT bands, which, you Flexors. know, yeah, run, run down the side of your leg. Mm-hmm. the simplest way to explain it um you know and that's literally the purpose is to help flex your hip yeah um so i like to roll those out and it hurts but it hurts so bad yeah it hurts but so, so good, good yeah. <laughs> and i think a lot of people could benefit from that rolling them out and then doing like a 90 90 um frogger frog, yeah something to really just get your hips moving or combat stretch um even like a lizard with the rotation yeah um which is kind of a really like a full body movement in my opinion but yeah stuff like that um it's, again it's going to be specific to what your body needs but um, yeah it takes effort it takes time but yeah if you you're plateauing um so you don't have a lot of weight to work with you have a home gym and you want to go up and wait, you're feeling like this is too easy to lift, da da da. Mm-hmm. Try to see where your range of motion is at, and if you can extend it, sometimes you can't extend any further or you can't go down any deeper. And that's where, like, these other two um, points we have yeah. are going to come into play, and you can incorporate them all or, you know, kind of mix and match. But <clears throat> yeah, I think that's pretty much the biggest takeaways for range of motion. Do you have anything else to add? Any more tips? Uh, you might hate me for saying this, but there is a time and a place for static stretching, and it could improve. Why would I hate you for saying that? Because you're not big into <clears throat> static stretching. Like, there's a no, certain I, time when you should and shouldn't static stretch. I'm just not a big fan when it's before, like, playing a basketball game or a football game. Like, yeah. But, just, yeah. I mean, it does help you. Yes, it does definitely help you, and it's super beneficial. It's just like, it can, when it gets to a point where you're flexible in all these different positions but you're not strong in different positions like that's where it can get kind of like not so beneficial for strength gains so to speak but nonetheless it's a great tool next up we have isometrics and plyometrics yeah starting with isometrics um i don't know if a lot of people use them really i don't think it's as popular um of a way to work out but super beneficial um helps you create a stronger mind muscle connection um, you can isolate muscles more specifically um, an example of isometric would be like a plank or a wall sit or holding the bottom of a squat or holding the bar at the top i like isometrics yeah i do too um you can really yeah you really can build a mind muscle connection which is one of the main benefits i really like and that's something that a lot of beginning lifters really struggle with is mm-hmm. connecting to um, the muscle you're trying to target. So I really like warming up with them. Um, like oh, if you're doing, if you're doing like a quad focus leg day, um, doing like a wall sit as a warm up. Yeah. Like a minute wall sit or two sets of a minute wall sit, and firing up your quads, you're gonna be more connected to them and go into the workout. You know, your quads already have a little pump going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you're gonna 
you're gonna have that connection kind of there already. And second, it it uh minimizes momentum, which I think again a lot of beginning lifters can kind of use their momentum to move the weight. And if you're incorporating isometrics, like you're holding a static position, and so you're preventing that from happening, which I think is super beneficial. You know, you are actually working out the muscle group you're supposed to. You're not cheating yourself. Um, so I think that's really great. Um, you get more muscle contractions, breaks down muscle fibers better, um, spend more time under tension. There's lots of studies out there um, showing the benefits of isometric training and like a lot of I know a lot of bodybuilders use it not that everyone wants to be a bodybuilder yeah. but I mean they know how to build their bodies like they know what they're doing mm-hmm. so I think it's you know great to take some of the stuff they do training styles they do and incorporate it and I think it's one of the best things to improve your mind um, muscle connection mm-hmm. honestly it yeah. helps me like my traps i have a really hard time connecting with them yeah and just doing little things like that like holding yeah like a lap pullover if you like just sit and hold hold it. the the bottom of it mm-hmm. and feel the stretch yeah it doesn't have to be like a minute long hold i can be for sure mm-hmm. i mean but yeah just adding it's squat i'm gonna use the squat example because i just think it's the easiest yeah um, in terms of gaining strength, which is the main point here, if you hold the bottom of a squat for five seconds instead of, you know, you just go down up, yeah. it's going to be much harder. The weight's going to feel much heavier. Again, if you're squatting with 135 and you're ready to move up in weight, let's say, or let's say you don't have weight to move up to, hold it for five seconds at the bottom. Yeah, that's going to burn. Yeah, if it's three sets of eight, and you normally do three sets of eight, but you just go down, up, you know. Yeah. Two seconds down, two Sitting seconds up. Sitting and holding you know. it. So yeah, yeah, hold it for five seconds down at the bottom. And yeah, you'll, it'll feel much, much heavier. And you can do that for all lifts. But one of the ways also to um, help improve like muscle growth is to spend more time under tension, which is exactly like what you're doing in isometric, isometric exercise, basically. Um, you know, when you think about just like a plank, you know, you're putting your core under tension, you're squeezing for however long you're doing the exercise, you know, a minute, 45 seconds, five minutes, whatever it may be. Another way you can add this into your training um, is to like push against an immovable object. So like you could literally push against the wall as hard as you can and you'll get some strength gains from that, let's say, or like a bench, um, you can set up like the safety pins to be under you and you bench up and you push against the safety pins as hard as you can Ooh. and they're not going to move. So you push as hard as you can and you gain strength in that specific position. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So that's one way you can add them in. But adding in, you know, pauses, holding during any movement, like really is a form of an isometric and super beneficial makes the weight feel much heavier you know you can make five pounds feel like a lot yeah if you are pausing at the top of a bicep curl and you're holding it for 45 seconds like you could really make it work but plyometrics moving on kind of the opposite of isometric fast explosive movements box jumps 
um, sprints. Jump rope. Jump burpees. rope. Burpee, yeah. These are my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're definitely more athlete focused, I would say. Yeah. You don't see a lot of people just training this way just to train this way. I mean, you can. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I, like, very, oh, like, rarely like to you know, add a little. I really like um, a Bulgarian split squat, but, you know, you go down and as you come up, you. Yeah, jump, you jump at the top. Jump at the top. Those or, are tough. Yeah. Or a jump squat or box jumps I haven't done in a long time, but super beneficial, I think. I In the past, I've supersetted barbell squats with box jumps which is probably dumb but i don't know i liked it i felt powerful you know increasing my my vert but yeah yeah so these allow you to move faster jump higher um put out more power output etc um so it helps your muscles develop more force they harness more power in the point where the muscle stretches and this is where maximum force can be produced so you're rapidly moving between like eccentric which is like the downward portion of a lift and then the concentric part which is like the upward uh part of the lift so you're going through both those rapidly and that's basically how this really helps you build muscle and more specifically it'll help you build more muscle if it's novel if it's new if it's not how you train um, I think that's probably where you're going to see the biggest bang for your buck if you're always training. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say if you just got done training for a couple of weeks of just, like, really focusing on isometrics, really slow tempo, or maybe super low reps, you know, pausing, and then you jump to this, literally, huh? <laughs> um, <clears throat> and do plyos, incorporate some, you know, fast twitch movements, um, I bet you're going to see super, super big benefit. It's not going to last super long. Um, it gets to a point where it's more endurance-based yeah. instead of hypertrophy, strength training-based. But I think switching between the two, honestly, you'd see yeah. lots of benefit. If you think about it like this, like isometric is more specifically one muscle group focused. And then switching to like plyos, Multiple. your neuromuscular um, system is going to be firing like crazy to move like mm-hmm. a box jump like you're incorporating a lot of muscle fibers to be able to go jump on a box like especially yeah. if it's high or if it's fast paced or vice versa so you're recording recruiting more motor units to perform the exercise so if you think about it like that isometrics more specific this is more your whole body kind of taking over so you can see the benefits there um, between switching between them i think is super beneficial I think it also has a lot of carryover in terms of, like, power output. Um, Yeah, if you do a lot of box jumps or you do jumping lunges, jump squats or whatever, then you go to barbell lift, um, like, you phase out of plyos and you go into just, like, a normal lifting session, let's say. Uh, I bet you'd see a big difference in, like, your barbell squat if you did that just because you're increasing your power output. Or, like, a hand clean. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, movements like that. Yeah, like CrossFit lifts. Yeah. Um, yeah, where you're using, you're recruiting a lot of motor units again to do a big, complicated lifts like a hang clean. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Yeah, so this kind of leads us into our next um, 
point, I guess, is mm-hmm. changing tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, what we mean by this is changing the tempo between the concentric and eccentric movements. Yeah, which again is just eccentrics like the lengthening um, part of the movement, and the concentrics like the shortening. So, bicep curls the easiest way to think about it. As you're curling, curling up, that's the concentric, and then as you're coming down, is the eccentric. It's extending. Yeah, and a lot of people overlook the eccentric, and that's honestly where most of your muscle growth is going to happen is in the eccentric part of mm-hmm. your lift. So if you're doing like a bench, and you're just slamming the weight down on your chest, like you're not going down slow, like yeah. you're losing out on so much, and you're like using your chest to like help yeah, you you're go bouncing back up. it off, and you're just yeah not even like a second you're just dropping it like you're losing so much muscle gain yeah doing that so yeah changing up your tempo um this is a great example of what i was experiencing this morning during our lift we were doing bicep curls and um i was feeling good and i thought i could go up so i went and grabbed a heavier weight and i started rushing it and it was feeling way too heavy so Mm -hmm. i went and put the heavier weight down and then went and went back to what I was doing before yeah. and I just really focused on the eccentric um yeah I did like a five second eccentric. yeah yeah and then yeah it it felt a lot heavy heavier and I was really connecting to it more and focusing mm-hmm. and you know that just goes to show that you don't have to go up and wait to make it feel heavier yeah I really think this is probably the easiest one to incorporate and again, it's beneficial for the person just starting out or the person that's been lifting for a while. Again, if you train in the same pattern of motion all the time, like you two seconds eccentric, two, cent- tech, two seconds concentric, like mm-hmm. you don't ever change up your tempo or pace, you definitely benefit from switching it up and slowing things down. Yeah. Or, I mean, even speeding things up. If you lift really slow, really focus, um, maybe try a little a little quicker to see see how your body responds but yeah it's a really good example of yeah you have the option to go up and wait but um if you use the weight you were using slow it down like you get you got more benefit out of it yeah and it was still uncomfortable and you still get a pump obviously yeah and you still are gonna grow muscle yeah yeah that's as simple as that just slowing it down and again this is as another great way to improve your mind-muscle connection. Your sister Casey has been lifting with us for a couple weeks now, um, and she doesn't have a lot of lifting experience, and she's just kind of starting out. And I've noticed she can sometimes rush things a little bit, and, you know, when you help her, like, slow down and really mm-hmm. focus on the movement, um, you can tell she's connecting a little more, and yeah. she gets much more benefit out of it. And I think it's just, I think it's super common to, kind of rush it you know oh you yeah really, we all do it yeah especially if you're just starting out and you don't know what exactly you're looking to feel you know am i supposed to mm-hmm. feel it here or there and then and, she's like is this where i'm supposed to feel it yeah and then she's like oh i can finally feel it yeah and then yeah slowing it down helping her get the form right yeah i can definitely you can see it right there like she benefits from slowing down the tempo but it's just like any new thing really mm-hmm. you don't want to just go into it super fast yeah examining it mm-hmm. out yeah there's you've heard of this like the slow-mo training yeah where like i think it was in like world war Two or something there was like low 
steel or iron production. I can't remember which one it is. Whatever, and all, like, weight plates back then, that's what they were made out of. So in a lot of gyms, there was, like, limited weight. Mm-hmm. So um, weightlifters um, didn't have a lot of weight to go up with to, you know, progressively overload, kind of like the point we're talking about. So they would do the slow-mo training and just lift, like, super slow, like, crazy slow tempo, and, like, you know, take 30 seconds to get to the bottom of a squat or push, like, a barbell over your head or something. And, like, they adapted and gained muscle that way by just changing up the tempo. I think that's super fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, going back to the program I'm working on, I'm definitely going to incorporate all of these into it, you know, because he has limited weight to work, work with, so all these are going to be necessary. And yeah. I'm interested to see how he adapts and what really makes his body change as, you know, he faces through some different things. Mm-hmm. So. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see which ones he likes to do more, too. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. If he does it, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to force him or I can't force him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it for this episode. I mean, I covered all the points we wanted to talk about. I mean, those are the three main ones we wanted to focus on. I mean, there's other ones. Um, an extra one we had um, is to just mix up your sets and reps yeah, we Which, did this. Well, we always do this, but yeah. we were, we did ten by ten, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that was different. Different. I mean, even super adding in supersets. Oh yeah, supersets are great. Um, that can be yeah. new. Yeah, I always think it's important to change up your sets and reps. Definitely. I mean, that's a super simple way again mm-hmm. to just make things novel, different. But yeah, should we wrap up? Yeah. Yeah, that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you learned something. If you did, please leave a five-star rating, review, follow us, hit the follow button wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, just the follow button, just click that thing, slap five stars on there if you want, you know, you don't have to. (laughs) Apple, you know, subscribe, follow, and wherever, yeah, wherever. So if it's follow, if it's subscribe, hit it, just hit it. Hit it. So you don't (laughs) miss some episodes. Yeah, Yeah, we have some fun ones coming up. Yeah, Caffeine Talk is coming tomorrow probably coming up so yeah that'll be exciting but yeah if you want to follow us you can follow us on instagram at the finding fitness podcast and then you can email us at the same thing so it's just the finding fitness podcast at gmail.com so yeah get in touch if you want we're gonna keep putting out more content yeah keep having fun with it so stay tuned thanks guys peace out bye